Coming to you from a bunker in the Pacific Northwest, this is Mikey. And Carly. And this is the Midnight Picture Show. Hello, fair listeners! Fair listeners, hello. <laughs> I never know if I'm racing you or not, so I just say it really fast. Just go, just I say go. it really fast and loud. <laughs> All right, fair listeners, so this week we watched a pequeño gem. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how do I say gem and en espanol? espanol. Um, no, we watched a little gem, a cult classic, which, I mean, it's a cult classic to me, uh, anyway, um, it is a cult movie Mm -hmm, of sorts. mm -hmm. When you introduced it to me. Right. A few years ago. I I came across it randomly, me and my cousin are really into this movie, and it's odd because, like, no one else in our family likes it, uh, except me and her. And, uh, yeah, so it's just weird. I had never even heard of it. Right. Well, I was surprised because I watched the movie and then it was around the time that, like, the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie (laughs) came out. And I was like, oh, Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow. And Mm -hmm. I was familiar with him from, like, you know. um, Other stuff. Like, Edward Scissorhands and stuff like that. And then I was like, wait, what? What? Because I was never exposed to him really when he was that young. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, 21 Jump Street era. Yeah, so yeah. here we are. This is our 18th episode. <laughs> here we are. November 19th. Oh, uh-huh. there we go. There we go. <laughs> well, we and I was going to say, we still have yet to say what the movie is. We're sitting here talking about that. Really? Yeah. We haven't said that. It's Cry Baby from 1990, <laughs> directed by John Waters, featuring Johnny Depp. Yep, have not did oh, not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe we should say. Well, that. that's what we watched. That's what we watched. <laughs> uh, Cry Baby. Yes. So, um, th- this movie is a it's a very very campy. I would say spoof movie oh, for totally. sure. Yeah, I think it's a parody of Grease. Oh yeah, and like all those kind of rebel without a cause, mm-hmm. you know, uh, movies that came out around that time. Uh, that showed like, you know, oh, the, the bad guy, you know, bad boys and bad girls just want to have fun, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Exploit- every nice girl has a bad girl deep inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of in a way it's an exploitation film in itself, you know, because it is playing off of all those uh-huh. old tropes. Yeah. But, you know, it's incredibly campy. I, I mean, I guess it's technically extremely it's extremely campy. Yeah, it's it, I guess it's considered a musical, although there's only a few original songs oh yeah no it's all uh it's not remixes but like yeah. covers yeah because there are some like you know they sampled yeah, used yeah. versions of it that were familiar enough to people that know that kind of music so this movie here was directed by john waters which um i'll go more into it in the autopsy report but he is one of those characters that i've seen and i'm like who the hell is this guy and why does he keep showing up Mm-hmm. All over the place. Uh-huh. He's very odd looking. I recognize his name. Yeah. And if you saw him, you would be like, that's who that is. Oh. He He's a very like, um, yeah, kind of eccentric, uh, odd looking guy. Uh, but he has a, an insane amount of credentials. Um, the kind of stuff that he's either been in or been a part of, uh, has a very strong grip in like, uh, like queer history. And like, um, like gay films, Uh drag queens, Uh stuff like that. Well, I know he wanted Divine to be in this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but she passed away before they did the filming. Wow. Mm -hmm. She was supposed to be Hatchet Face. 
Like Hatchet Face oh, was she written. Oh, would have been the Hatchet right, Face. Right, Hatchet Face was created for Divine. Really? Mm-hmm. That's so wild. then the casting was like really, really um, in depth uh-huh. to find someone that he liked that could be Hatchet Face. Really? So the girl that got See, it, I he, didn't like, know they Divine... were like head over heels for her because she like nailed yeah, she it. was dope. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think Divine died that early because this was nineteen ninety. Yeah, me either. I thought that's why I thought she was into the nineties, but no. Wow. Um. All right. Well, I mean, that being said, let's just kind of jump in. I mean, we basically were kind of dabbling. I know. But, we got a little um, uh, excited of talking about it. Yeah. All right. So um, I think it's time for the autopsy report. All right. So here we have Crybaby from 1990, directed by John Waters, who was born and raised in Baltimore. And a lot of his stuff takes place in Baltimore because the era in which he grew up in was this kind of uh, civil justice strife, uh, racial injustice kind of thing. Um, so a lot of his work takes place during that period. Well, I, I just I looked up a picture yes. so I'd be aware he did hairspray. Oh, yeah. No, I which got is all in that. Baltimore. Yeah. So that Good makes morning, sense. Baltimore, yeah. as is uh, Crybaby. Crybaby's in Baltimore. In Baltimore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, born and raised in Baltimore, he rose to fame in the early 70s for his cult films, including Multiple Maniacs in 1970, Pink Flamingos in 1972, and Female Trouble in 1974. He wrote and directed the 1988 film Hairspray. As an actor, he's appeared in uh, the television series Till Death Do Us Part in 2007 and the, in the films Sweet and Lowdown in 1999 and Seed of Chucky in 2004, which Chucky? is like Seed of Chucky. That's yeah. super it's, it's random. It's about Chucky and Tiffany's, Tiffany's kid. Tiffany's kid, yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. That is super random. Excision in 2012 and Suburban Gothic in 2014. More recently, he performs his touring one man show, This Filthy World. Oh, well, and from what I saw, he's still alive. Oh, yeah. 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 They interviewed him. So he must have started pretty early, like young. Yeah. I mean, he started his first directing gig was in 1970. Yeah. And so he had to be really young. Yeah. So, I mean, he is, uh, you know, one of those, we see this all the time when we watch like drag race and stuff like that, where, uh, he inhabits the part of, uh, drag culture and queer culture that I would say the, um, I'm overly weird. Mm, Yes. Sector, you know, where, um, I don't look for acceptance in the mainstream yes, because I'm not mainstream. Sense. And that's yeah. kind of his thing. Like Pink Flamingos is, is famous because there's a famous scene at the end uh, where Divine picks up a piece of dog poop and eats it. Yes. And I didn't know that was in that movie. That was that. And that was like that. literally the last scene. And then like they comment and it's like this kind of break the break the fourth wall kind of thing. Like I'm the filthiest you know, uh-huh, this is the uh-huh. filthiest movie you ever saw. Uh-huh. Boom. Eats the poop Ooh, or buddy. something, you know. And so there's that. Um, <laughs> but he has a very, like, over-the-top, very campy aesthetic. Yeah. And he, I, I mean, he looks, he looks like a fop. Yeah. I mean, he looks I, like a modern a fop. modern fop, yeah. yeah. I think, and, and, like, I just... I dig his style. Um, you know, growing up, I listened, we listened to the oldie station mm-hmm. growing up when I was a kid. And so most of the music I listened to and enjoyed was like 60s pop, 
like Frankie Valli, uh, Bobby Darren, any Motown stuff. I was obsessed with doo-wop, mm -hmm. like earlier doo-wop from like the late 50s. Obsessed with all that stuff. And, and until this day, that's kind of like my comfort oh, food. Oh, totally, yeah. And so anytime there's like movies and stuff that incorporate that kind of music, like Stand By Me or Ugh. This Boy's Life mm -hmm. or any of that kind of like era. It just gets um, you the right way. Oh, man. Yeah. It... it, it Rings all my bells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So well, I think that's the perfect way to say it is it's like a comfort blanket. Yeah. You know, a safety blanket. Right. You know, it makes you feel better. Yeah. Anytime I'm like in like a weird mood or or I'm just like, yeah, I'm not just not feeling like listening to music or something. I could put that kind of yep. stuff on and totally. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in the I track. recognize I this. I know I'm everything. Good. Yep. It's, I'm safe. I'm safe again. Yes, I'm safe. <laughs> I'm safe again. Um, so, I mean, as far as the main actors go, this cast has an incredible lineup. Uh, Iggy Pop, the lead singer yes. of the Stooges, um, Ricky Lake, the, uh, this was before she became the talk show host. I didn't um, even recognize her. So then when I right. read the cast list, I was like, who the freak was she? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so, and then also there was a cameo by Willem Dafoe. Yes. But I, but I have a feeling this was before he was kind of like the household name he is now. Where uh, you no, not necessarily because Platoon. Yeah, but it was just such a small part. It was weird. Oh, it to was me. very quick. It was very quick. Well, and he smacks Johnny Depp's he, butt, and I right. read that that was improv. <laughs> I mean, it worked. It worked. It worked. <laughs> And I'm like, who doesn't want to smack that butt? I mean, showgirl. <laughs> Count me in. Um, and who doesn't want Willem Dafoe to smack their butt? This is true. But he has to say it like Norman Osborn. Like, I mean, yes. <laughs> That's a requirement. That's a prerequisite. Smack it like the Green Goblin. That's and then we'll talk. a prerequisite to That's smacking it. the butt. Yes. Um, so, of course, uh, we can't talk about this movie unless we talk about the incomparable Johnny Depp. Who? Uh, uh, who? Who's this guy? Uh, Sir John Depp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plays the character Crybaby Walker. You never find out his first name. I think that's his name. That's his name. I think yeah, that's legit. That makes sense. Well, his sister, Ricky Lake, is Pe Pepper. I mean, but that's kind of normal. Crybaby. Yeah. He plays the character Crybaby Walker. Uh, his full name, John Christopher Depp II. Hmm. Oh, did not know that. Born on June 9th, 1963. Fellow Gemini over hey, here. Hey, you know. In 1963 in Owensboro, Kentucky. The youngest of four children, his mom was like a waitress. Huh. Depp made his uh, movie debut in the horror film A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, Very yep. famous mm -hmm. scene, yep. pulled into the bed, yep. a oh, geyser, a fountain, fountain of waterfall of blood. Before becoming a teen idol on the television series 21 Jump Street. He also was in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which oh. is an incredible movie. Benny and June, Dead Man, Donnie Brasco, which is an incredible, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which is its own cult I film. I always forget he's in that. Yeah, right. Uh, he also began collaborating with director Tim Burton, starring mm -hmm. famously in Edward Scissorhands, also the movie Ed Wood, and Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we can go on and on oh about Johnny Depp. I mean, everyone knows You Johnny know who Depp. he is. We know who he is. Yeah. We can he, move on. He's a pirate. He's a pirate. In everything he's he very ambiguously, we don't know where he's from, except now we know Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Which I would never have guessed. Yeah. So, yeah. And then so the char the the next actor here is Amy Locaine, uh played Allison, uh the main love interest, was born in Trenton, New Jersey. Sorry, Allison. That's unfortunate. <laughs> That's unfortunate. It's the best thing besides the Jersey boys. Yeah. <laughs> to come um, from Jersey. <laughs> 
And uh, she graduated from Villa Victoria Academy. By age 12, she had already performed in over 60 commercials Dang before being cast as a series regular on the sitcom Spencer in 1984. In 1992, she was an original member, uh, original cast member of Melrose Place. Wow. Which, but she left the series after only 11, uh, sorry, 13 episodes. Hmm. Um, but I mean, I remember in that time, I never watched it because it was like boring. No, but, but everyone knows. Like, bro, everyone talked everyone. about it. Like, like my older cousin, that yeah. was like one of her shows. That and my party of five. Oh, yeah. Like those oh were the God, shows. Those were the sh- yeah. And Beverly Hills, 90210. Like yeah. those were like the three. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the shows to watch. Those were the shows. On a, a sour note, she actually had a pretty serious DUI offense oh, where no. she killed someone. Oh, no. Um, and was charged with vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. On September 17th, 2020, she was sentenced to eight years in New Jersey State Prison. Right. In that's where she is now. Yeah. She actually was serving jail time before that. Um, and the judge kind of reviewed her case and uh, basically deemed that the judge at the time was being too lenient. Oh, jeez. Uh, That's not it, what you want to hear. Yeah, no. So then they so the full sentence is eight years, which is that's, insane. I mean, that's sad on all accounts. It is. A DUI, I mean, yeah, no one wins. Nope. Um, that being said, uh the summary here, um, Allison is a square, <laughs> aka good girl, who has decided she wants to be bad and falls hard for crybaby Walker, a drape. Spoofing Elvis movies and juvenile delinquency scare films of the 50s. This movie follows the adventures of Crybaby, who, though he is sent to Juvenile Hall, is determined to cross social class boundaries to get Allison back. Back? Well, yeah, because they were, like, together. Juvenile Hall. I was thinking he was in juvie... The way I was just listening was as if he was in juvie and he just got out before Uh, he met Allison. No. So then I was like, whoa twist Whoa. is they were together before the movie took place then he went to juvie then he came back and that's why she falls for him so hard wow well i mean that's well, not the case not <laughs> at all. one thing we did notice while we were watching this movie oh my is gosh everything takes place over the course of two days yeah it's, it's like one night the whole first the whole first half the whole i guess the I whole first before act, they get arrested before they get arrested is one starts day in school with them getting their polio vaccine uh-huh. and then it just goes throughout the course of the day there's a talent show and a singing competition of sorts oh my gosh i forgot about that that's peppered in yes. there but like basically by the end of the second day they have They're the race together. yeah and they have the and that's it yeah. and everyone sheds a tear a yes. slow yes. symbolic uh, tear yeah uh, I mean, as far as like like notable scenes, there there is a scene in the very beginning when um it's it's one of those famous scenes that are are incredibly dramatic um and it's it's like so overdone but uh, it was done well is like the first look when oh, they see each yes. other and yes. so Allison's like coming out of school and she sees Crybaby and all his like drape greaser friends. And she's like, who's that guy? And they're like, oh, that's Crybaby Walker. But they're all square, so they don't like him. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's like from the bad part of town yeah. and whatever, right? Yeah. And she looks at him 
and Crybaby sees her, and then like a single one tear, one tear drips down yeah. slowly. It's like a glycerin tear, right? <laughs> yeah, glycerin. Slow, it's yeah. glycerin, like slowly drips down his face. I remember telling Carly, I'm like, you know what? I'm not gay, but I get it. Oh, totally. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was like, that's what I said. I was like, yes. I was like, I, 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 to say this as the straightest man possible. Yes. Like, I get it. I get it. Because he get had it. that, he had the oh, little pout. the little pout. Oh, totally. It's freaking young Johnny Depp. Yeah. The one tear, the hair, Very, the leather like, jacket, stoic. look. Oh my, like, yeah. as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, All right. I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, I get well, it. Well, what I really liked with that is they're in, I think, um, they're in like the gym or the cafeteria getting their right. polio vaccine. And her and him go up at the same time. And they're like the last two to get it. And everyone before them is trying to act tough, but every single one of them like flinch or oh, with the... make a face when they're getting the shot. Yeah. But then them, especially her, who's like a goody two shoes. Right. Neither of them flinch at all. Because, because they like look at each they're other. They're looking right? at each other right. the whole time. Well, and then there's Wanda. The, like the really hot one when mm-hmm. she gets poked it's like a, almost a sexual experience was it yeah because they're all like ow right and when she gets hurt it's like ooh well see i day. took it as she got hurt but like i'm just not really ooh hurt me. like ow mm, mm. yeah well cuz then the, the, i remember like the the doctor the nurse who did it was looking like uh yeah. like like this is uncomfortable for me yeah my trousers are getting tight yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess, uh, you know, Crybaby I- invites her back to, you know, I don't know, like the hillbilly compound. There is a, there, it, there is a name for it. And I, yeah, wherever, I, wherever the hell they live, they live yeah. in like, and like Crybaby's house looks like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Well, like, so it's, it's a, it's like a, I don't want to say a junkyard, but it's like, um, his grandmother and grandfather yes. sell parts. Oh, like, so it's, it's like a pick and pull. Yeah, like, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so he invites uh, Allison back to the the compound, yeah. right? And with the intention of saying, like, hey, listen, like, I know that they're having, like, that square, you know, all the preppy guys are going to have their, like, stupid talent show where they're going to sing the same boring songs. Come back to my place and I'll show you, like, rock and roll music, right? Ew. So she goes... And, you know, she kind of gets dolled up and she sings a little bit. I mean, I do have to say, like, Allison is gorgeous. Oh, but yeah. when she puts on this kind of like rockabilly stuff, uh-huh. I'm like, damn, she's fine. <laughs> fine. And so there's a really cool scene. Well, not cool. It's, it's, it's really campy and goofy and over the top. And it's why I loved it. But they basically, uh, Crybaby and Allison are making out in this lawn where everyone's making out. Yes. And right in the middle of him fondling her, she decides to like, stop. No, I can't. Like, yeah, I'm an orphan or something like, like, don't fondle me. I'm an orphan. She says, yeah. And then he's like, I am too. I am too. And, uh, so then, then he goes on to explain that his, his dad was some, Cereal Cereal bomber bomber called the alphabet bomber. And he tells this story that when he was a baby, he used to sit and listen to his dad scream the alphabet and it's, you know, and and he would explode everything. Yeah. A, B, C. Yeah. yeah. The alphabetically, alphabetically. Right. He should have been a librarian. He should have been. (laughs) He may have been a latent librarian. Um, 
And so, so we're all was, a little psychotic. Yeah. And so he like rips his chest open and on his chest is a tattoo of a electric chair. Oh yeah. Huh? Cause that's what killed his parents. Oh, and he my, hates my daddy. My killed my daddy my and my daddy. mama. She didn't even know how to spell and they fried her too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. um, it was just, it's just so over the top that like you can't help, but I mean, some people, I think if you're into more serious things, like, you know, procedural crime dramas, oh, yeah. you know, you wouldn't dig this kind of stuff, but I just couldn't help but smile. I was just like, you know it what? So, it's, well, so it's, it's so yeah. damn fun. It's so damn fun. It's like some of my most favorite movies, um, have that camp. I was saying, when they factor. don't take themselves that seriously. Absolutely uh-huh. not. I feel like, I feel like as an audience member, I'm in, in on I'm the joke. In I'm on watching the, joke. Yeah, the you're movie involved in it. and I'm part of it. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you know, if you mess up a little bit, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have to take this very seriously. Mm-hmm. And just, um, so the place is called Turkey Point. Turkey Point. It reminds mm-hmm. me of Turkey Hill, which was an ice cream oh, back oh. In, in New York. It's random. It is. So, uh, another, uh, scene that stands out to me which is incredibly dramatic was the during the song teardrops are falling so crybaby's locked up in jail they get him locked up and he i i'm finding out now it's juvenile hall but i I thought it was prison i thought it was jail like you look at it's straight jail i a penitentiary all right well i i guess yeah i'm do they say juvie in the movie but he's in high school he might be 18. Yeah, I don't know. No, because he says, I'll be doing time until I'm 21. So it, that's that's like the rules of Juvenile Hall. Oh, is it? I don't know. You're in jail. If You're in Juvenile How Hall. How come I'm, you know? Whatever. Because sometimes I, I spend time in the pen. In the pen. For Juvie. about six months. Juvie. I still got money on my commissary card. I don't even care. <laughs> Twinkies. Um, so, yeah. Love after lockup. Oh, God. No, love during lockup. Oh, God. <laughs> So yeah, there's there's a song that uh, Crybaby instigates called "Teardrops Are Falling," and it's a very doo-wop kind of slow love ballad, uh, a ballad of love lost, if you will. And uh, while he's singing, all the other guys around him are are singing with him in like a little doo-wop chorus. Oh, there was chorus. one guy dancing who was not in beat with anyone else. Oh no, and it really was bothering me. Yeah, he stood out. Yeah. <laughs> He was like on the offbeat. Like he was way off. Yeah. He wasn't doing the one. He wasn't doing two, four. He was doing one, three. Yeah. One, three. Yeah. It was messing me up. Yeah. So Allison is at home and she is uh, just beside herself with grief that Crybaby is is in jail. But also Crybaby's ex-girlfriend said on the radio. Lenora Frigid. Lenora Frigid. Yeah, and I love how she's described as a loose girl. A loose, wow. I know. <laughs> like, like she struck me as one of, the, uh, she was just so desperate to be with Crybaby. She was, yeah. Uh, but that's the thing is, as they were bringing Crybaby into jail, she runs up to, and the the new, to the reporters and it's like, I'm pregnant with his baby. Yeah. And, and of course, Allison hears this. Yes. And she absolutely loses it. Loses it. So she's at home. You know, in her bathrobe, just weeping. I'm not saying crying, like oh, no, weeping. She's, yeah, weeping. And she's collecting her jar, is collecting her tears in a jar that's labeled tears. tears. <laughs> <laughs> she with the label fa- facing out. out, right? Yeah. So she had done some time. Well, she used to do commercials, so she oh, knows. So she knows label out. Placement. Hello, label out. Product placement Duh. of your tears. Yeah. 
And so, so she collect, so she's just weeping all night, just sobbing these big fat tears into this jar, into this jar labeled tears. And then right at the end of the song, she takes the tears and she drinks, drinks them. it. Like, and she, by this it, she point, like gulps it. She gulps it. Cause by yeah. that point there are, there's like, what? Like, like it's like half the jar oh, is that thing filled is full. with tears. That thing was full because it made me think of what, okay, I'm going to get a little Jewish on you. Reminded me of gefilte fish oh, yeah. in the jar. But also Passover with the salt water. That's yeah, exactly what I was like, dang girl. But you you like that gefilte I like fish gefilte in the fish. jar, so But I don't drink the stuff in the jar. Well, it's like there's like it's like it's gel. gel yeah, like jello funky. in there. Anyway. Um <laughs> Oi! Can't believe it. Hey. So yeah, there was that. Um One thing I really yeah, liked, we haven't talked about her really, is her grandmother that's taking care oh, of her. Yeah. So when you first meet there, there her, there was something deeper. To I her. love her. So when I when you first meet the grandmother, she's like telling Allison, like, get away from them. They're mm-hmm. a bad influence. Right. They're the reason that your parents are dead. Like people like them are the reason your parents are dead, and I don't want you to die too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, okay, grandma, chill out. Like, calm down. You know. So at first you don't like her, but she, I mean, uh, crybaby is polite. He's more polite than the squares are. Yeah, he he is. He shows to himself her. to be polite. Yeah. Right. Um, and you you slowly see the grandmother's actually appreciative of that. She's not like rolling her eyes or anything. She like recognizes it. Yeah. And then by the end of the movie, she's on Allison's side and is like, "Don't go with the stupid square boyfriend. Go with him. He cares about you." Right. And I really like that the grandmother was more focused on her granddaughter's happiness mm-hmm. and well-being than uh, the wealthy socialite. Right, like saving I face. I really liked that. It was... Because that's unusual yeah. for those kind of movies. Like, I know it's that's the whole point is it's supposed to be a parody on those movies. Right. So I like that the wealthy grandmother... Tur- the matriarch. Yeah, was like very accepting. Right. You know? She was she was happy. Was didn't the Which did, actually that kind of ties into the queer culture of like found, not a lot of people have family who accept them. And support but they them. always when they do have like a grandmother or an aunt or a mom or something who does accept them for them because it makes them happy. Right. That's kind of what this grandmother was like. Yeah. Now it, it was kind of like a tribute. The last scene where everyone shed a tear. Didn't she? Didn't uh-huh. the grandma? Everyone did. The grandma, yeah. not the, the, the douchey square. Oh, no, 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 not like, the squares. Like at that, like at the end of the movie, that very last scene, you're like, okay, who are like the good characters? And they're all the ones who, sh- who have who a tear. A little shed a tear. Like, yeah. Hey, we're part of the crybaby squad, you know? Um, I mean, so w- one of the, the last scenes uh, that I'm going to talk about, I know you got some I just stuff. Have, oh, I just have a little thing that I was going to touch on. That's it. Uh, one of the last scenes that that always stuck out to me and it was one of me and my cousin's favorite scenes was the main bad guy, the the square, whatever his name is. I, he, yeah, I don't even yeah, remember, I don't his, remember name. his I didn't want to know his name. I don't want to know his I, name. I didn't like him. He's a douche. He's a douche. Him and all his douchey friends. Yeah. Um, so like that old joke, like, Look up douche in the dictionary. It's his picture. Yeah. That's totally That's hilarious. him. Yeah. There's not that many pictures of the dictionary. Anyway. Ah, um, the children's dictionary. the children's dictionary. It says <laughs> The children's douche. illustrated dictionary from Webster. That says douche. 
Um, so yeah, there's a scene where, uh, the, I, I mean, now it's funny that we're saying it, the douche parade. Oh my um, God. But basically what happens is there's, uh, it's the- Can you imagine their leg muscles? I That's mean, all I could think about. It was so, it was so like corny. I would say like, it's, it was so corny. Like it, apparently the, there's like a big talent show that night. And hosted by the grandmother. Hosted by the grandmother for like the junior. It's her charity. Junior. It's like a, uh. Junior varsity chamber of commerce or something like that. Yeah. And so she, there's a talent show that night and he is the main act. And I think they were going to sing. And so was Allison. Uh, him and Allison were going to sing Mr. Sandman. Yeah. And so what happened is he goes to, doesn't he try and propose? Is that what it was? I think she knows he he's going to and she panics. It's propose. It's yeah, not oh, like go to the um, dance with actually, me. Actually, I take that out. It might be like a promise ring situation. Okay. It was It was some kind of proposition. Some kind of let's make our relationship more serious. Right. So he basically gets together an entire parade and he's at the front of it and they have this really hokey little dance where they like take like three steps forward and two steps it's back. It's the bunny hop. They're doing the bunny hop yeah. all throughout town. Yeah. Um, and it there's shows... There's words to it but I don't remember where it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the it's hell the bunny it goes. It's the bunny hop. And so... He like does this all throughout town, and as he's going through town, more people are like, "Oh yeah, awesome!" It's almost like a conga line. It is. Yeah, it is. And they're like, "Oh yeah, this is awesome!" So they like want to support Ugh. him, so they jump on the line. Yeah. By the time it gets to Allison's house, uh, at her balconies, you know, the, the foot yeah. of her balcony, it, it's like like a the Macy's Thanksgiving it's Day the parade. Whole it was freaking insane. town. Like you the guys don't town. have anything better to do. They're like oh, so your whole. I think we even mentioned that yeah. when we were watching. I was like, wow. So this whole town centers around this one young couple. Yeah. I'm like, you really Freak have nothing that. to do. Like I'll be, you know, I'll no, thank you. Driving home from work, I'll see like people protesting something in the in the wind outside yeah. my job, <laughs> yeah. and I go. I'm like, uh, so like you didn't think yeah. for five minutes that, th that there was any other way to spend your Saturday yeah. than being out here protesting outside in the rain of a and the wind. in the rain and the wind in front of a friggin' airport. Airport. Tiny okay, airport. Great. For who? Yeah. Who, Who's seeing The this? owner's not there. The owner ain't there. The Alaska's owner's not there. No. <laughs> None of them. None of them. Just the people that work there. Yeah. And I don't care. And I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, it was the kind of, like, I think when we saw that, I was just, I was just rolling. And again, well, one of those scenes that just, it just it put sticks, a smile on your yeah, face because you're just like, this is so mind. stupid. It's so dumb. And like, for me, I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm sore. My legs are sore from the gym. Yeah. And I'm watching them freaking do this stupid freaking bunny hop all around town. And I'm like, aren't your legs sore? Like, they must have legs of like tree trunks. Doing oh, this little yeah. hoppy Those skip quads, thing. though. Holy crap. Bulletproof. Jeez. Are there any well, scenes that kind of stood out to you or so discussions? That's, that's you actually like where to? my where my notes have te tended to go. Yes. To wander um, in our past couple episodes, including right. this one. Um, so whenever I sit down to write my notes, I think, okay, what is the most memorable thing to me or what, like, shocked me? Right. And the first thing that came to mind, and I did some searching, was the Confederate flag. Yeah. Um, which I mean is pretty I mean it's, it's pretty, recognizable, but in today's world it's pretty controversial. Controversial. It, it, yeah. I mean it yeah. is controversial, but it but particularly recently. Right. Um 
So, of course, that when I saw it in the movie, this entire time watching the movie, keep in mind, I thought it was in the South. Right. Because of how Crybaby talks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then seeing the Confederate flag, I was like, ugh. Yeah, like, you're right. I was like, mm-hmm. You're looking at it through modern eyes. Really yeah. Like fringe, yeah. Well, and then I'm thinking it's the South. Uh-huh. So, I was like, okay. Like, I don't like seeing it. Especially because the characters I like are dancing in front of it. Right. So that was kind of a hard pill to swallow. Mm. Then on top of finding out that it's actually in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is there a Confederate flag out there? <laughs> you know? Um. So I did a little bit of, of digging on the characters. And of course, it's supposed to take place in the 50s. Right. Okay. And so what was interesting is this director, I think, was genuinely trying to make some sort of racial sentiment like okay. about race he was trying to make some kind of commentary on race okay i do not think it was successful because after like kind of thinking about it pondering it i'm like i don't really see what you were trying to say <laughs> you know it's just more of like a shock factor so if you think about it you have the squares which are like the thing about the outsiders like you have the squares who are the preps mm-hmm. or the socias and then you have the drapes who are like the loners mm-hmm. they're the rockabillies so the squares are racist, um, but they don't really come out and say it. Right. Um, but they do say that they don't listen to that kind of music. Right. Like they are specific. Like they don't it's, listen to it's that colored kind. People's yes, music. they don't yeah, listen right, to right. that. Um, but they're like hoity-toity, politely telling you that they're right. racist. <laughs> Whereas the squares, like in Turkey Point, where they go to party, they the have drapes. a gig. This drapes. Sorry. They go to Turkey Point and they have like this gigantic Confederate flag. And you're like, oh my God. Right. But there are black drapes. Yeah. Right. So it's like. And it's the only place you actually see mm -hmm. black people in this entire movie. So it's this interesting kind of dichotomy of like the only place that the black community felt accepted. Right. Was also a place that happens to have this huge Confederate flag. Now, Crybaby's um, grandmother, I was looking her up a little bit. And this is how I know that they have like a auto body shop or something. Right. So at one point, she's selling a mechanical piece or something to one of Crybaby's friends who is a black um, drape. And he complains. He's like, why are you making it so expensive when so-and-so bought something similar for way cheaper? Right. And she says, like, well, look, you could either get it for me or not get it at all. And she's like, totally fine, jacking up the price because she knows he's not going to be able to get it anywhere else. Then when she's at the party, she's dressed like a Confederate soldier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and like it's her place, so that's her flag, right? And then the other thing that stood out, um, and I noticed it during the movie was when they all get arrested. Um, all of the white drapes get put in a paddy wagon. Mm-hmm. All of the black drapes get put like loaded onto this like rickety like pickup truck that has like a fence and chicken wire. Then, when they're, like, trying to fight to get Crybaby and his friends released from jail, they're fighting for the white friends, not the black friends. So they all get released, but not the black drapes. Well, I... I Like, you don't see the black drapes get released. Well, I mean... You just see Crybaby and the white friends. That's that's Just think about the chicken race at the end. Yeah, they're not Think about everyone who's crying. They're not there. Yeah. So, so I'm not saying that they are racist by any means. I'm not. That's not where I'm going with it. I think the director wanted to make this point, but I don't know what the point was. It it, seems kind of convoluted, but it it was just 
so my mind just went there because of th- that was the thing that stood out while watching it this time where I was like, I don't know why I never noticed this giant Confederate flag before. <laughs> I'm noticing it now and I'm shook a yeah. little bit. <laughs> I think it, you know, John Waters wanted to paint a picture of that era where a Confederate flag represented Southern pride. It didn't represent. Well, and so that would have made that. sense if it was in the South. Because that's where I went but, with it like, when I first saw the flag. I was like, oh, they must be in the South. But they, they could, like, the grandparents could have been from the yes. South. Oh, that's true. Oh, I see what you that's mean. That's what they could have I been from the South. And they moved to mm-hmm. what is traditionally a Yankee area. Yeah, I told, I get And so mean. they're like, I'm loud and proud yeah, from the South, true. you know? Yeah, that's true. John Waters, you know, growing up, um, as a gay man, you know, and, and just being one of those in kind a hard of, time to in be a gay. hard time to be gay. And he's just one of those people that are just like, he's a little different yeah. as a person. Mm-hmm. I think that he would probably understand persecution oh, totally. in, in, you know, in a lot of ways more so than, than a lot of other people can. And so I think that showing that all the white people got loaded up in like a paddy wagon, all the uh, black people got loaded up in this, like look like a lynch mob. It looks like a, it really does. Like it's, it's not like making fun of the situation. I think it's showing realistically. Like this is what the fifties were like, Hey, this is how it was. And yes, it's wrong because if you look hairspray is like, before this takes it was before this takes place like in the 60s mm-hmm. and it's all about uh you know crossing those racial boundaries yeah, and, and right, bringing people right, together right, and, yeah. and you know um because baltimore specifically was like the heart of a lot of the uh civil rights movement uh-huh, uh-huh, and uh-huh. even till this day mm-hmm. it, it, it the the city is just like filled with history about the civil rights movement. And so I think, I think he chose Baltimore specifically because maybe, I mean, I heard from some of my friends from New York that there are parts of Long Island where people rock Confederate flags. And I'm like, in Long Island? Yes. I'm like, so ridiculous. I'm like, you guys are like literally like, Deep in Yankee world. I mean, like the, you, like you can't get more Yankee than New it's, York. I think it's worse. It's 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 just as bad with Nevada, right? Like which was Nevada like, was literally created for the Union. For the Union, and you're sitting here with a Confederate flag like an idiot, right? Anyway, anyway, <laughs> it's uh no, I I mean I could see that you know I mean I mean honestly his message even just it, there may not have even been a message. It right. may have been like this is a parody film. However, I'm going to show you the truth mm-hmm. of, yes, it's a parody, but it was also the 50s. Right. You know, and the other thing I wanted to say, too, and it kind of goes back with, like, his, like, kind of, I guess you could say, like, feminist approach, sort of, the, like, the way he does Hatchet Face. Yeah. Now, I know he was friends with Divine. I know that this role was meant for Divine, but I think he wrote this role regardless of how he felt about Divine. Mm-hmm. Like, Hatchet Face is probably my favorite character. And like she that's not her name. That's like a nickname that she took on. Yeah, she embraces you know? it. Oh, totally. The way they do her makeup and stuff, mm-hmm. like they they really do the makeup to make her look ugly as hell. Right. But that's the thing, is like in the whole entire movie, not even the squares, she never once gets called ugly. Right. Ever. And then even the judge says something like, what's wrong with your face? And that's like the worst thing you hear. And she says, she says like, 
Um, it gives me character. There's right. nothing wrong with my face. It gives right. me character. And the fact that she has like, um, she, she exudes this like sexuality and this like pride in how she looks. Like she yeah. doesn't care. She doesn't and care. And she has like a devoted boyfriend who proposes to her at the end. Yeah. And he is like know? all over her the oh, entire totally. freaking movie. Yeah. And everyone likes her. Like yeah. she, no one dislikes her. Like, I love her character. Yeah. It, and you know, and honestly, the 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 group of the drapes kids, that is a perfect example of of what I hear so much uh, from like, uh, you know, like uh, anyone that knows about like queer culture and mm -hmm. stuff about found family. Yes, because a lot of them come either they're liter literally orphans. Yeah, some of them their parents are squares, so they don't yeah. understand yeah. them. Well, even like the really pretty girl. Yeah, her, her parents, parents are, are like, so out of touch with her. Right. That she's like sitting there. I can't remember what she says something to them that I was like, oh. Right. And they're just like, oh, honey. Oh, she said the F word the to F them. Word. And the mom was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Right. Like and they're so out of touch. They have no idea what she does. Like Hatchet Face and her boyfriend. We don't know where they're, where they mm -hmm. come from. Uh, it is found family. You're absolutely is, right. I didn't look at it that way. Right. And they're together because they have things in common where the squares are together because they have status. Yes. Ooh, you like may that. ask yourself, do the squares even like each other? And the answer is no. Oh, no. Like, because if someone else comes along. They like each other for what they can do for each other. And what they can get from mm -hmm, each other. And, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, oh, hey, wouldn't it be great? If we like can if just one of them got arrested, do you think they would evolve? gone down to the courthouse no they would have been oh good things hey, better yeah. him than me yeah this is not going to affect my hedge fund yeah you know even better is the chicken race at the end because crybaby's on top of one roof mm -hmm. the other guy's on the top of the other roof the other boyfriend the ex-boyfriend mm -hmm. and it's a perfect example because the driver for crybaby's car trusts crybaby and vice versa and right. that's why they win at chicken because the other car the friend doesn't, they don't trust each other they, at no, all. No, they're on completely different mm -hmm, wavelengths. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I like that. I never thought of that either. Yeah, I think, you know, it, this is definitely the kind of movie that uh, you could do a frame-by-frame -frame kind of, you know, film school breakdown. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it lends itself to that, really. I think it's the kind of movie that uh, it, it's, it's meant to have fun with. It's meant to, you know, I, it's very clear to me that John Waters grew up watching these kind of movies, these kind of, you know, fifties. Like I like the, how they described it, the teen scare movies. Yes. Um, yeah. Like the propaganda. Yeah. Like, yeah. right, right. Are you smoking a marijuana cigarette? <laughs> the devil's, the lettuce. devil's <laughs> lettuce, you know, things like of the, you know, like a yes. reefer madness. And oh all that my stupid gosh. Stuff. Yes. Um, it's just one of those movies that he probably grew up watching and said, you know what? He didn't feel represented. Yeah. This is a time where we could do that. Cause that kind of like mid to late eighties was when all these kind of like, mm -hmm. I, I felt like certain things were not read into as much as they are now yeah, and not picked apart by I the agree. internet. Yeah. So you can have movies like, you know, um, Little Shop of Horrors, which is technically a Greek draw, a Greek tragedy. Oh, totally. But, you know, no one does that. You know, <laughs> you can have like hairspray, yeah. you know, yeah. which is, is goofy and over the top. And the main character was a drag queen, you know, and, and I just, it's like those kind of movies. And that's the thing, uh, that I love about this, 
these kind of movies and it kind of breaks my heart is like i just don't really see these kind of movies being made now like even yeah fun musicals like you know in the heights or something that's a little different like um you know like hamilton or whatever it's just so serious everything is just so serious Um, nothing's just for fun i mean and it's like if you want to watch something that's made just for fun then you go on the complete opposite end of the spectrum and it's like jackass yeah, it's like you so. Know what I mean? It's yeah, or there's like no, yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Right. Yeah. Right. Nothing I mean, wrong with those. Yeah, but <laughs> but there's a time and a place. Yeah. I just think maybe maybe we're in this time right now where this is what film and media is I like, think, yeah. and and once this phase is over, it's going to be talked change. about in film history. Yeah, I think it will be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I'm ready for a rating. I am. I actually wrote it down. Everything. Hey. I'm ready today. So. <laughs> There's a song called High School Hellcats, uh-huh. and so my rating is that. Out of five High School Hellcats, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. It could definitely get a five for me, only because I, I there are a few movies of this kind of campy musical genre that I like more. Yeah, I would agree with, um, yeah, I, I and, agree with that. And Cry Baby is definitely not one of those movies that I could like. Just pop on for fun any any given day of the week. Mm-hmm. I kind of got to be in the mood for mm-hmm. it. I agree. Because um, the music's good, but it's not... I mean, I don't bop to it. No. Like, Little and Shop, I, mean, all, I bop. It's all songs I could just pull up on Spotify exactly. anyway. It's not like right. original. There's only one or two original songs. Right, right. And Johnny Depp doesn't sing any of them. No. And the guy who does sing it is uncredited. Bummer. Isn't that... Me- that's messed up, huh? The one song that I thought they did really good at making it look like Johnny Depp was singing was that uh, when he was in, oh man, uh, when he was basically doing like Jailhouse Rock. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where yeah, he for with sure. the with the license plates mm-hmm. and he was stamping mm-hmm. Allison's yeah. name on it. That's when the guy was out of tempo and it really bothered me. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> so yeah, I give it I give it a four out of five. I mean, otherwise thoroughly enjoyable. That's a good score for me. Yeah. Uh, well, so. Out of five drape bunnies who Ooh. do not do the bunny hop. Hey, why would they? Ew, gross. I mean, gross. Rockabilly um, I g- also gave it a four. Four. Four out of five. And honestly, for the same reasons. Like, I really enjoy this movie. I have my favorite characters. It's super campy and I love it. And, like, I can watch and laugh or roll my eyes or whatever. But I do, I have to kind of be in the mood to watch it. Like, I have to set myself up. Like, right. if you were like, hey, let's just put it on. I'd be like, mm, let's do something else. Yeah. You know? But, like... For example, I, strong opinion, strong opinion. Uh-oh. I do not like Grease. I'm not a Grease fan. I've never been a Grease fan. And so watching this, that's one of the reasons I like it. Because it's because I feel like it's Greece. making fun of Grease. Oh, it totally is. Yeah, no, it definitely is. <laughs> and I'm does. like, yeah, you make fun of yeah. Grease. This is like if Grease was like funny yeah, and cool. I do not like Grease. I like Grease, but I don't love it as much as other people do. Oh my gosh! No, people are ridiculous. With I Greece. know Greece is I don't is know why. De- there is a fanaticism. There really is, but you know, that comes teach with their it. own. It's fine. Yeah, it Whatever. was. Yeah, there um, is a Greece, and I have no particular thing. reason that I don't like Greece. It's just I don't. I just don't enjoy it. I don't like the music. I don't like the characters. I don't like John Travolta. Hmm. But anyway, that's a different movie. But we digress, and so that's why I like. Right, baby, because I'm like, yeah, that anti-Grease movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think... (laughs) And, of course, the camp, because I love, like what you said, I love campy movies. Yeah. When they're done right, and this is is done right. Yeah. Plus, I really like how 
it's a parody, mm-hmm. but it actually has like a legitimate plot. Right. Like, how many times do you watch a parody movie and you're like, okay, so like you're it's, just making fun of it. You're not yes, doing your own. It's thing. literally hopping from trope yeah. to trope to yeah. like. And this like, was its own. Basically, thing. every scary movie after two. Oh yes, that's it. Yeah, scary like one every, and two. Good. <laughs> um, all right, for our listeners, well, uh, I mean, so here's the the breakdown of the situation. Ooh, situation, go go. So next week. Next Friday is actually going to be the day after Thanksgiving. Black Friday. Black Friday. The blackest of Fridays. Which, I mean, Black I Friday work. really, yeah. Black <laughs> Friday really happens basically online nowadays. So yeah. I would rather say it's Native American heritage. Oh, I like it. Yes. Because or that's family technically day. what it is. Family um, day as well. Yes. So, so, but the movie we are going to watch for next week is a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> And um, it is a really, really super goofy, ridiculous one. So ridiculous. Speaking of parodies. Yeah, but not (laughs) goofy and ridiculous in how Crybaby was. No, no. Is it painful? It's painful (laughs) because I'm not sure if it's done well or not. It could be. It's a fine, fine line. It is a fine line. Between those movies where you're like, is this absolute and total trash or is this or is it smart yeah 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 and and i have yet to make that decision i know so that being said the next movie our thanksgiving selection (laughs) is going to be thanks killing (laughs) where there is a killer turkey named hey hey wait for it turkey (laughs) spelt T-U-R-K-I-E. Oh, shoot. Not with a Y. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Thanksgiving, a uh, killer a turkey. A classic. Thanksgiving classic. classic. Yeah. I mean, you would think um, planes, trains, automobiles. No. No. It's Thanksgiving. Or uh, back in the day, my, my dad said that they used to play March of the Wooden Soldiers. Oh, yeah. On TV every year for Thanksgiving, as in, like, Preparation for Christmas. For Christmas. That makes and sense. So that was that was our family tradition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ours was football and I don't like football. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so I you, guess for me it was reading. Yo, know, you married into the, the right family because really we don't did. watch no damn football, baby. I want to watch the parade the and parade. the dog show. Yes, the Winsmith, Westminster Kennel Club um, dog Brogu. show. Is the newest float, bro? I'm stoked. I'm really I saw it. It looks so good. I know. It looks I'm just really... like our pops. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Anyway, um, all right. That uh, enough of that. So, pish so, posh. Yeah, in a week. In a week, we will be here. You can listen to us once all of our bellies are full of turkey, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes. All that we're gonna be stinking up this room with turkey farts. Uh, Speak for yourself. Oh, I'm going to be oh, smelling them. Girl, I'm gonna, you going to be smelling I'm going to be talking like this because yeah, my nose girl. is going to be plugged I'm going to gas it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, all right, fair listeners. Please uh, send help. Please send help. <laughs> and Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> uh, fair listeners, this is Mikey. And Carly. And this has been the Midnight Picture Show. <laughs> Elvis, I was right? like, yeah, I was good. Ooh, I'm impressed. I'm embarrassed for you. <laughs>